Right, good evening everyone. Welcome back to the ME7 podcast. Uh, not going to be too long an episode tonight, obviously. Uh, Gillingham into round two of the FA Cup safely navigating a potential banana skin with a 2-0 victory away at Edgar Street to defeat Hereford of National League North by two goals to nil in the first game of the Stephen Clemens era. Goals from Jaden Clark and a late penalty from Tom Nichols. A difference, as, as I said, any potential banana skin was avoided, which as a Jules fan, we know there's been a lot of them. Uh, a lot of a lot of times where it's not gone our way, you know, the Brackley Towns of the world, the Dovers in 2010, just getting past Woking not long ago. Um, I'm sure there's been a lot more. There's one, I think it might be Barriscoff or something like that from times before me. I'm sure people can confirm that for me, but hasn't always been um, been the easiest uh, of routes. You know, and if I look back to last year, we just about got past Bald and Daglam to get that Leicester tie. So it's nice for once to to navigate round one with uh, with next to no real issues. Uh from what I saw of it, it seemed like quite a controlled performance. Uh, Hereford, as you expect, came into the game a bit more second half, but I don't think they really threatened Jake Turner. Um, you know, if you've seen any efforts, any posts from their fans, you, you you tend to believe that they battered us ten nil, but obviously that wasn't the case. Um, but then again, I suppose you see uh, you see the game through um, certain coloured um, eyes, if you like, depending on who your who your loyalties are with. But um, regardless of that, we're in the second round of the cup, they're not. Uh, Lewis Browning will bring you in and. Uh, yeah, I said to you last night, didn't I? I said, this is either going to be a rejuvenated Jill side and we go and win 4-0 or we're, we typically Jill's it and lose 1-0. We didn't quite make it 4, but most importantly, we avoided the banana skin, as I said. Two goals, clean sheet and through to, the, uh, through to round two of the FA Cup. Evening, everyone. Yeah, you did You did say that to me. Um, I think a lot of lower league fans often feel that way, or any league fans, I suppose, when you're playing a team that's below you in the pyramid in a cup competition. Um I'm sure Premier League fans feel it as well when they sort of enter and, you know, maybe Gillingham were playing Brentford, for example, and Brentford fans would, would feel it. Um, and you mentioned the few upsets we've had in the past there as well. You know, there's always a risk that we should be winning this game, but it's never as easy as that. And if you do lose or do end up hit with a replay against a team ranked lower than you, um, especially when it's two divisions, then it doesn't look great. But I think professional is probably the word to, to sum it up. Um wasn't at the game, but it sounds as if um, first half we were quite good. Um, second half we had to defend a bit and, and two well-taken goals. Uh, I know one was a penalty, but it sounds like there was a lot of putting off tactics. Um, so that sort of thing towards Tom Nichols, and he obviously stayed calm to put it away. Um, good to see him get a goal. I know we've had a debate about his sort of start to the season as well, but yeah, good to see him on the score sheet. Clements sort of said after that he's not been able to put much into into the players. He's had a couple of training sessions. Um, obviously, we've got Tuesday's game, which is an annoyance, but, you know, the more time goes on, the more they'll get used to sort of playing the way he wants to play. You know, he said it's not going to happen overnight in terms of playing with a bit more control, but it's nice to get a clean sheet, nice to get a, you know, on paper, comfortable win and, you know, build a little bit of momentum after after that first game. Yeah, we only had about a minute and a half from, uh, from Clemens after the game because Jules haven't yet to put the, uh, the full interview and I follow. I don't know if that's because it's not a league fixture, so it, in, maybe you're not allowed to. And if I follow just an EFL product, so maybe it's, it's not allowed for FA Cup games. I'm not sure, but considering they did the previews of it, I'm sure it would be fine. It just isn't there yet. But yeah, regardless, we'll watch that properly when we uh, when we can. Um, yeah, I don't think there's too much surprise in terms of the team sheet, was it, Lewis? Because you mentioned there about the time that he had with the squad. It wasn't long at all, so he probably thought the best option was to go with the same team that's... Um, 
played Newport last week, a very strong and very experienced team, especially for this type of game. The only surprise really for me was that we didn't see Glenn Morris get a game ahead of Jake Turner, but again, I'm, I'm sure Clemens has probably thought about that and thought, well, I need to look at both of them, so Glenn will probably play on a, on Tuesday against Fulham. But yeah, no, no real surprises in that 11, were there really, considering the time, as he mentioned, that he had between getting the job and, and having to re- head to Redcar Street today. No, I don't think there's any surprises. I suppose part of me was surprised that it was unchanged because I thought maybe he might make one or two changes just to sort of stamp his mark. Um, you know, he, he would have had a lot of advice from the likes of Keith Millen um, before before today, sort of when he came in. Um, obviously, we weren't great against Newport with this team, but yeah, I, I, I know he wants to look at everyone. I think he said he wants to look at everyone by the Wrexham game, so people that didn't play today, the likes of Glenn Morris, Max Amer, um, I know Max Clark came off the bench, but people like that, I imagine will play Tuesday and then he'll have a decent enough look at everyone um, in a competitive fixture by the time his first league game comes around. Um, yeah, I think, you know, often teams will rotate in the Carabao Cup, but go strong in the FA Cup. I think we've done that for a few years now and seems to be how we're going to approach it this year, at least for now anyway, see what happens in the second round. But, you know, progressing and getting that potential big draw is always quite important to big teams. So, yeah, I'm not surprised he went strong, really. And we got the job done, which was the most important thing. You know, you definitely didn't want to go out. You didn't want to start the new reign with a with a defeat or, or a replay. So, yeah, really happy with the day's work. Yeah, I think even more so when you look at some of the uh, some of the results today, some of the banana skins that did happen. You know, the, the result of the county ground, for example, I don't think anyone would have... Uh, Ever seen coming? I think there was two seven fours today, wasn't there? I think there was one at uh, Bristol Rovers, was it? Was that a six two or something? I think there was another seven four somewhere that I can't quite think of on top of my head. But obviously, the one that the one that took everyone's attention was our, our good friends at seven B at rolls off the tongue. Our good friends at uh, Swindon Town being seven 0 down at home to Aldershot. I managed to get about to seven four, but still, that's uh, I don't know what, what sort of odds you would have got on a uh, Aldershot to be seven 0 up at that game at one point. But I'm um, sure if there was. One weirdo out there put that on. I'll be very happy tonight. But um, yeah, thankfully we weren't in that sort of situation. But as we mentioned with the unchanged team, that meant it was Jake Turner in goal, Chad Alexander, Connor Marston, Shadrack Ogie, Scott Malone, Dom Jeffries, Ethan Coleman, Connor Mahoney, Jaden Clark, Johnny Williams, and McCauley Bon at the at the top of the tree. If you like, if we get into the festive season, a team that on paper it should have been good enough to to win this match, and that's as it, uh, thankfully how it turned out. Um, yeah, I think what we wanted to see really from the first half, Lewis, was a bit more of an attacking dynamic. I know it's obviously easier to, to come by when you're playing their team of lesser quality further down the pyramid, uh, you know, with all due respect, etc. But um, I think we, we did start to see that very early on in the in the first half. There was two chances created very early on, both coming through Jaden Clark. He's uh, cross looking towards McCauley Bond. Just had a bit too much on it, but he did fall to Scott Malone at the far post. Yeah, in good Scott, in good goal scoring form, Scott at the minute. But unfortunately, wasn't able to get this one in. It hit the side net in for a bit of an angle, and then again, <clears throat> Clark um, again making advances on the right hand side, drive, drove into the box, um, got his shot away, but didn't have the best connection per se. It just went wide, and it was sort of a, a bit of a build up from what was to come. Um, you know, Malone had another shot that was turned around by Pond after a good play from Johnny Williams. And then, you know, it's one of those where you could tell the goal was coming, I think, at that point, just before the actual goal. Williams, again, a bit of a, an acrobatic effort um, in the middle of the goal. Probably made it a bit difficult for himself by going for the acrobatics, but I suppose if you're going to score a goal, try and make it as good as you can. Uh, 
I think there's a good a good height for the goalkeeper. And then came the goal itself, Lewis. Um, certainly can't argue that it was uh, against the run of play or anything like that. I think it was fully deserved at the time uh, in our wonderful new pink kit as well, uh, for the first time making his debut. Uh, as I mentioned in, in the build-up just there, it was Jaden who was at the uh, forefront of quite a lot of the chances we were creating. Um, and he gets the ball uh, just outside the area, cuts inside and, you know, it, it's a shot that takes a bit of a wicked deflection to take it uh, past Pond into, in the area from there. But I think it was a good reward for the intensity that we seemed to show in the first 20-25 minutes. We were very much on top. We were creating chances. You expect us to be showing our dominance against lower league opposition. But one thing we have been critical of this season, and you know, you've got to take the, this, the opposition into account, obviously, but one thing we've said, Lewis, throughout numerous episodes is we've been dominant in games. We haven't been able to find that goal to no, pay it off really but thankfully on this occasion we were able to do it and it's a, it's a goal for Jaden so great for him as well Yeah, Kit, Kit's very nice by the way um, I know a lot of people are praising it on, on social media I think my claim to fame is that I was technically the first Jules fan to see that kit because when we went to see Johnny Williams um, I, was, I was the first William wasn't I so that's that's my claim to fame but yeah no it was, it, it was a deserved goal um, like you say you've got to take the opposition into account uh, but you know you've got to You've got to win a football game. It's not as if we're playing against a bunch of school kids or something. We're playing against a, a, a football team of a, of a you know competitive standard. Um, I think I said to you before, Owen, it was a good opportunity to see what we could do with the ball. I know the guys haven't had that much work, uh, that much time with Stephen Clements. Obviously, as we said, just a couple of days. Um, Clements said after the game, he's only been able to get some stuff into them. He had to decide what what that was that he wanted to to do. We know going forward, we're probably going to play with a bit more control, a bit more possession, um, play a bit more football, if you like. And we've not always been used to, you know, even going beyond the appointment of Neil Harris, even in Steve Evans' days, we, we've not been used to having the ball too often, really, or having most of the ball. And that's the way we want to go. I think today was a good, you know, sort of dip your toes in the water to see um, to see how that could have gone, where we were expected to control the ball. And, and the impetus was on us to control the game and, and do that so yeah big thumbs up from what I've seen what I've been told um, what I've read Conor Mahoney had a really good first half as well and obviously Jaden getting the goal you know perhaps it's fortunate with the deflection but you make your own luck uh, make your own chances that sort of thing um, so the two wide players having a good half was very good to hear um, I think we were searching to sort of find find some rhythm out wide on, under Neil Harris sometimes. You know, the full-backs have done well this year, Chad Alexander and Scott Malone, but I think, you know, along with Conor Mahoney, we've been sort of swapping out on the left, really. I'm surprised we didn't sign another natural winger, so it'd be good if um, if Stephen can get these sort of, these wide players, um, not functioning, but sort of in, in form. So, yeah, really good to see Jaden on the score sheet again as well. I think he's had a quiet few games, potentially. Um from the start and he's had a bit more of an impact coming off the bench but good to see him doing well today and yeah no real complaints really I'd, I'd be intrigued to watch the game back in full but um, it's just a job well done overall really isn't it yeah, it was quite interesting just trying to like pick up on little styles of play that Clements was trying to implement I know it's very early on he won't get all of his ideas over in two days and they won't materialise onto the pitch after just one game obviously but it did seem like we were trying to use uh, the as much width as we can, especially in the first half. Every time Connor had it on one side or Jaden on the other, you quickly see Scott and um, and Che overlapping very quickly. So it looked like we were trying to make the most of those opportunities. 
make sure we use all the space to the best of our abilities and get the ball into the box. And, you know, the chance for Scott in the first few minutes came from Jaden putting a ball across it. Bond couldn't quite get there. It fell to Scott. So it does show good signs that we are trying to get in behind and use the space. We have a lot more where, you know, you've seen it a lot of times this season where we've got into those spaces and we've just turned around, passed back to the fullback and, and try and deliver it that way rather than being a bit braver. So it was good to see um, Conor Mahoney uh, on, on 33 minutes hit the post, uh, so like he didn't really know what to do with it at first. Got it on the edge of the box. No one really closing down. So it looked like he tried to just dink it into the into the far corner, which you know I don't think the Hereford players expected to be honest. I think it hit the outside of the post. It wasn't in any immediate danger per se of going into the back of the net. But it was a nice uh, instinctive uh, effort for there from um, <clears throat> from Connor, and then there yeah, from uh, from there on the uh, halftime whistle went, and we came back out with no changes. Um, uh, Grinsby, Hereford uh, picked up a lot of yellow cards in this game. I think it was seven in in uh, in uh, the re- end of the game. And you know, when you're looking down at your Twitter feed to see what happened, a lot of it is just ex personally is booked for Hereford. And they did come out in the second half with a bit more vigor, the home side as you'd expect. Um, Ethan Fremantle uh, sort of uh, on the highlights as well got in behind. It looked like it was easier for him really to go across goal, but he goes near post and it's not. You know, any immediate danger to Jake Turner, he hits a side net, but even if it's on target, I think it's a very comfortable save for Jake Turner to make in any instant. And, you know, we we, we expect it against any time, any team really when you're only one luck that the opposition's going to have a bit of a spell. But I think, um, you know, from, from what I've seen from their fans, they're saying they dominated us, they're creating chances. You know, the stats say very, very different in that respect. Um, you know, for example, um, Throughout the whole game today, um, we had 13 shots, five on target. They just had the two on target out of nine. And, you know, even uh, Paul Caddis, former Birmingham player, now Hereford manager after the game, was saying about how, you know, throughout the whole game, we did deserve to win it. But, you know, as I said, people look at games differently. And they had a bit of territory, but weren't really able to create anything with it. Um, Sean Williams and Tom Nichols replaced uh, Johnny Williams and McCauley Bond. So good for for them to get some more minutes as well. And, yeah, really, um, Lewis, up until... The, the big talking point, well, not really talking point, but the, the part that uh, ends up sealing the victory, it seemed to me that, you know, there's a lot of huff and puff, maybe from Hereford, but no clear-cut chances, no two shots on target the whole game doesn't suggest, does it, that they were peppering us to any sort of extent. And, you know, it was a matter of time before a goal was coming. Obviously, a goal can come from anywhere. They could hit one for 30 yards and it might go in, but it didn't seem like we were in any real immediate danger of conceding, although we had just a narrow lead. Um it didn't strike me as one of those games, you know, maybe I was looking at it because I know it's a lot of positions, there's less to worry about in that sense, if you like, but I don't think I was really at any point where I thought, you know, we, we desperately need a second goal. There was times I thought we could do with one just to wrap it up earlier than we did, but it also didn't seem like we were really under any immediate threat in that second half of conceding, did it? No, not really. And I think the defensive foundations are there. Um, it did threaten to open a little bit, open up a little bit after Neil Harris left when we, you know, shipped nine in um, in two games, including the um, Pizza Cup, which has become the whatever cup it is now. Um, but I think, you know, the, the team's defensively well drilled and able to hold on to a lead. Um, you know, even Neil Harris's biggest critics can acknowledge that he, he set us up well defensively. Um, whether that limited us further going forward and maybe that will change. Um, if we have to defend in different ways going forward under Clements, probably. But, um, you know, a lot of times we've kept a lot better teams at bay this season. Um, you know, think of the first four games. I think it was, um, as it was Swindon or MK Dons, I think it was MK Dons when I thought we were much the better team. And 
I know we sort of shut up shop in that last 15 minutes, but if you look at the stats, it looks as if they battered us in terms of shots and stuff. But, you know, we were by far the better team. Um, so I wasn't really worried, to be honest, that a team like Hereford, all due respect, would, would break us down. I know it can happen, but I always had confidence we would be able to see it out. Um, and I know you said that you'd, you'd always want the second, which you do. Um, it obviously eventually came. And, you know, as I said, I wasn't at the game, but I'm sure it was wasn't too comfortable when you've got good footballers coming at you but you know when you're you're a step up you back yourself to keep the ball out of the net and you know that's what we did yeah it certainly was and it was a, a moment that ended the game and around the 86th minute when um you know your good friend uh lewis is a very good looking man tom nichols i think you gave him that um that confidence booster he needed in the, the show during midweek he's, he's heard what you said and he's thought Right, this is all the confidence I need to go and get myself a goal. Um, he wins what I've seen a lot of people say is a dubious penalty. I have seen it back. It does look like it's. I think the reason it looked quite dubious is because it's a foul that the keeper doesn't really need to make. Tom's played through, but at a very big angle, and he sort of he nicks it past him. But even if you know he gets past the keeper without being fouled, he is at a bit of a tight angle. So it's more. I think it's a foul from the keeper that looks like it just doesn't need to be made. So that's why people maybe think because of the angle it's that it's soft penalty or it's not a penalty. But it is a foul. He takes his legs away and it's just a foul that he didn't really need to make in that situation. Maybe because they're one of down a few minutes left. There's a bit of panic from the goalkeeper there to try and um, <clears throat> try and win the ball back and get his team back on the attack. And in doing so, he's taken Tom out. But for me, I know obviously I would say it, but it did look like a, a stonewall penalty to me. Um, there's a bit of a light show behind the goal. Everyone getting their, the lights on on their phones to try and put Tom Nichols off, but he started it into the into the bottom corner. Went over to celebrate, had a few bottles thrown at him and things like that. A bit of unsavoury scenes, you know. You see the uh, things that I always find funny when you see like the kids who look about fifteen and sixteen rushing their way down to the front just to put their fingers up as if they're going to do anything. It's always good fun. We have a lot of idiots like that as well, of course. But um, yeah, all in all, well. Well mannered, that sort of thing. I don't think anyone really cares about that. But throwing bottles isn't really helpful. Um, but yeah, they're about as potent as a uh, Hereford's attack. So I'll thank you it didn't hit anyone or anything like that. But um, yeah, Tom Nichols put the penalty away, gave us the uh, the second goal that we needed, and that really from then on was was basically it, wasn't it? Um, there wasn't really anything else to uh, to note other than Lewis Walker coming on um, to replace Conor Mahoney. He's back now from his. Uh, Spell at Woking, hopefully we're seeing more of him on Tuesday night. We certainly hope so. And um, yeah, annoyingly, uh, Lewis, was, um, I, I, I don't know why this was. I know there was a few bookings, but we obviously made it 2-0 with about a minute left. And then the referee added on nine added minutes, which seemed a bit unnecessary, to be honest. Nothing happened in those nine minutes. We just coasted through the, the remaining 10 minutes to get the victory. But um, yeah, all in all, it is... A 2-0 victory is Brad tweeted after the game. Stephen Clements, it all starts now. Congratulations, boys. And we start the uh, the Clements era with um, with three points. And, you know, as we said at the start of the show, potential banana skin, but one that we've got through um, pretty much unscathed. And, and like you said at the beginning, a very professional job. Yeah, I think I actually forgot I said that about Tom Nichols. I generally, literally, as soon as we said, as soon as I said it, I forgot about it. And then I got home and my dad mentioned it to me. And now, I'm, yeah, it's been brought up again. So cheers for that. Um, but, yeah, good for seeing him get a goal. I think it was a penalty as well, to be honest. I don't know if there was, like you say, a bit of panic or a bit of urgency to try and get the ball. But, um, obviously, the took a while to take the kick. But, um, yeah, Nichols put it away. Obviously, taking it over Trey Alexander, which, you know, I um, don't know if that's permanent or whatever, uh, after the uh, Swindon antics. Um, 
I say antics, it's more sort of it's Swindon miss. Uh, but yeah, wherever we've got the goal. Um, I do wonder if Macaulay Bonn will take him when he's on the pitch anyway, because he has sort of a decent record at other clubs. Um, yeah, in terms of Tuesday now, I'm excited. I'm gonna gonna head down, see what happens. We don't really have much to go off today. Obviously, he said he by he I mean sort of Stephen Clements that he said that he hasn't been able to put everything into into um, uh, the players. Obviously, um, that's going to take a little bit a little bit longer yet. He'll have, you know, a day or two, I suppose, ahead of Tuesday's game and then a few days on the training ground before Wrexham. Um, so we don't really have too much to go off based on um, based on today in terms of how he wants to set his team up. Um, you know, he went with a 4-2-3-1 today. Maybe he'll do that going forward. Maybe he won't. Maybe on Tuesday we'll see Nichols and Walker start together, for example. He wants to look at everyone. So I imagine Nichols will definitely start. Walker, obviously, a bit more of a fringe player, but I'm sure he'll be involved somewhat. Um, you know, Max Clark, Max Aimer, um, Sean Williams, maybe a get a start. I know he hasn't yet, but he hasn't really been starting in the league recently. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens Tuesday. It'll be a competitive game. Um, and yeah, it was a professional job. There was a lot of upsets today. We mentioned the Swindon one. Um, you know, a lot of other examples of lower down teams beating higher up teams. So, yeah, good to not be involved in that. A nice, comfortable win um, overall. And, yeah, all eyes on Wrexham, really. I mean, it'd be nice to get something Tuesday, get out of the group potentially. And, um, yeah, all we'll focus on Wrexham, which is which is a massive first league game. Yeah, I think with the Papa John's or whatever it's called, Bristol Summit now, I think it's actually quite strange to figure out how you actually get through because I think you can get through just one victory, really, because I know obviously you get... Is it, it's three points for the win, isn't it? And then you get an extra point. Uh, no, three points for a win. And if you draw, you get a point. And you have the potential of having an extra point with the penalties after, don't you? It's all a bit of a farce, to be honest. But I think even if we if we draw on Tuesday, that'll probably see us through. I would have thought, I think, Fulham have lost both their games. And, you know, Portsmouth, I don't know what they what result they had against um, Leighton Orient. Are they the other team in our group? I think so. Um, so, yeah, we'll probably find our way through. But, again, it's not something that's interesting to me. It just, um, I will be going, but just because I want to see St. Clement's ball in real life, I don't care about the actual premise of the competition, per se. But if we can get a win, it breeds more confidence, etc. So, we'll, hope, we'll see on that one. Um, yeah, Lewis, um, in, in terms of um, the FA Cup, obviously, we've seen uh, Maidstone go through today. Uh, the big result was uh, Ramsgate beating Woking. Uh, Ramsgate, I think someone will correct me if I'm wrong. I think they might be tier eight, maybe. I know Lee Martin plays for them, uh, which is quite interesting. Uh, coach at Jules as well, of course. So if we draw them and he's um, going to be coming down to Bruceville to play at the club he coaches at, that'd be quite interesting. But um, yeah, who's who's your eyes on? I know it's not the most um, lucrative of, of pools to choose from in terms of potential opponents for a round two FA Cup tie. But I think if it's going to be someone non league, I'd like to be away again. Providing it's not a million miles away, because I'd quite like to go. Like a Ramsgate or Maidstone away would be good, because then they could actually have their cup final in a meaningful competition. But I think if there's anyone from League Two or League One who just want to be at home, don't need to give you the best chance. I don't think anyone wants to go to, you know, off the top of my head, like a Bolton away or something like that. So in my eyes, it's non-league away or anyone else at home. Yeah, you either sort of want a big game, which is a big draw, or you want a game you can win. Um... I suppose, like you say, with Margate and Ramsgate seeing the competition, Margate, obviously, sorry, Ramsgate, obviously um, the lowest ranked team in the competition. Um, be quite good to have a Kent Derby. 
I know with Maidstone, um, I suppose it is a rivalry really, and you know it's always a bit feisty, I suppose, when we play them at the Gallagher in our annual Kent Cup defeat there. Um, but yeah, like you say, I think if we played Maidstone in a meaningful competition, it'd be nice to put our best team out and um, give them a bit of a hiding and sort of reaffirm that because that sort of game hasn't happened in a long time. So yeah, I'd like Maidstone home or away to be honest. Um, yeah, apart from that, like you say, a decent decent home tie against a team um, you could beat. Like you say, Bolton away you don't want. Normally, ground away never goes amiss. Speaking to my friend earlier about how much the FA Cup means, and obviously it's such a prestigious competition, and bigger teams aren't taking it seriously these days. Um, I think we've had a our fair share of big draws in the last few years. Um, you know, Leicester, West Ham, Wolves, Brentford. Um, Tottenham wasn't that long ago in, in various cup competitions. So I feel um, a bit greedy asking for a few more. But if we could get another one down the line at some point, that'd be great. So, yeah, I think the point of the cup is when you know you're not going to win it, you either want to get as far as you can with decent games and get a bit of money in and have a potential giant game, at, you know, the likes of Old Trafford or something down the line. Or you want to have those games that you're going to remember, which, you know, one is the big teams or two is a game like facing Maidstone. Um, I know it didn't always go to plan. Um, I don't know if Dartford was the most recent one off the top of my head, but uh, Dover, sorry, but it doesn't always go to plan. But um, yeah, it'd be nice to, nice to have a Kent derby in a meaningful competition, which feels like it's been forever since. Yeah, there's one one non-league team I wouldn't really want, and that's all the shot on today's evidence. But um, even if, you, if you're talking about teams that are in our division, you know, like the Harrogate and people like us to win there, if we got them at home, I wouldn't complain because you'd see it as a very winnable game to get us into round three. But yeah, it is hard to look at other than the teams you mentioned any other sides that seem particularly um, interesting. You know, I, I, I don't know about you, Lewis, but I think we, we haven't drawn Wimbledon in a cup competition this year, so I think that's probably due, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it seems it. Seems it. Um, we haven't played them yet, have we, this year? So... Yeah, our, our annual four games against them have got to be coming up soon. Yeah, they most certainly are, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, just a short and sweet one tonight. Um, obviously, we've not been at the game. It's a bit harder to be <clears throat> sort of in-depth with our um, analysis, if you like. But um, we will be there on Tuesday to watch uh, Clements Ball win in, in action as we take on Fulham's on 21. This will be the first trophy game thing that I've been to since it was... Uh, put into the new format, which I don't like at all, but on the basis of just seeing um, the new manager, new style in person, I thought I'd give it a go. So we'll see We'll see what comes of that, but um, there won't be a, a space review for that one because I know no one will care, which is fair enough. Um, but yeah, lots of good things to look forward to. As you would have seen, um, we do have our first ever live show um, in terms of live audience show coming very, very soon, which is um, something we've been wanting to do for, for quite a while. It's... Um, we had to, had to time it right, I think, to make sure it's going to be the right sort of environment for everyone, right sort of time. I think just before Christmas is perfect. But it is happening on uh, Wednesday the 13th of December, 7pm start, 6.30pm uh, doors. And if you want a free ticket to the event, that is free ticket. Uh, bar is not included in the freeness, I'm afraid. But um, if you want a free ticket, it's tickets at blockpictures.com. Um, they're listening right now, so if you need any more information, just uh, pop them a message. But... Um, yeah, free tickets available. There will be a bar open as well, so you can come and watch us talk uh, nonsense for an hour or two um, at pre-sold in front of a live audience, which would be really good. The ticket sales have been uh, 
been really good so far, a lot better than we'd expected. So uh, thanks to everyone who's already got one. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see you all there. Um, Lewis will be on the panel as well. Lewis, I know this is um, something we've been talking about uh, throughout the past few days since it's become official. Everyone's very excited about it. And uh, yeah, we've, we've seen the fans forums. How's it going to feel to be um, sort of on the opposite end of it, on being the one on the stage answering the questions rather than uh, being the one asking them, I suppose? Yeah, it'll be good. I think you're potentially getting ahead of yourself saying you're going to come out to Roman Reigns theme music, that sort of thing. But, you know, each their own. Um, it's, it's going to be good. If anyone in here gets gets that reference, I'll be very happy. Yeah, some, some will, some will. But, yeah, no, it'll be good. Obviously, you and James have been working really hard on the podcast for however long it's been going now, a couple of years, I think. Um, started off, obviously, on video with just a few of us on YouTube. I think it was streamed on Twitter and on the TV and that. And you used to just sort of hop on, you know. I don't, I don't do any of the work behind the scenes. That's all you guys. So massive credit, and obviously been mates for a while. So appreciate you sort of asking me to come on and stuff and speak on the podcast, which I do quite regularly. So um, yeah, as sort of people enjoy the podcast, I suppose, enjoyed the live show, which went down really well in the week as well. Then yeah, it's nice to be able to go in and have people enjoy listening, sort of meet people as well. So yeah, like you say, we're really happy with how many tickets have, have gone so far and. It'll be a good evening, I'm sure. So, yeah, definitely, definitely calm down. It's just a sort of Wednesday night, a little chat about Jill's. Um, who knows what the form will be like then, but just for Christmas, a bit of a jolly. Um, there'll be a bar and stuff. So, yeah, definitely get involved with that. Mm, uh, so if you want to get a free ticket, you need to just uh, send a nicely worded email to our friends at Block. They won't buy it. Um, well, if you haven't met Nick, we can't guarantee it. Um, but uh, yeah, give them an email at tickets at blockpeaches.com for your free ticket. And uh, you know, it'll be me, James, Lewis, Tom, uh, James Cleal as well. And uh, you know, I wouldn't want to rule out um, any special guests, but I don't want to give any, uh, anything away too early. But uh, yeah, keep that in mind when you want to buy a ticket. Um, but, yeah, get involved in that and uh, we'll see you there. But uh, until then, Jules into the ground FA Cup, draw coming tomorrow. Might do a live reaction to it depending on when it is. But if I'm out, then I won't. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what the draw brings for us tomorrow. And, um, yeah, we head towards Wrexham next week with an FA Trophy thing in between. So, lots to look forward to as the Stephen Clements era begins with a 2-0 victory for Jules. Uh, thank you. Good night. And we'll see you next time. Up the Jules.